My name is Mindy Mong Wong, and uh, I'm a um, Austrian Chinese uh, composer, artist, and Guzheng performing artist. <laughs> Can you tell us about the Art Music Awards? Well, Art Music Awards is a uh, awards that actually. Um, I have to say, like you know, like a long time ago, once I was performed in there, in um, a composer's work, his name's Eric Crossword, uh, word, and um, so, so since then, I just knew it's a highly respected award. But for me, I I'm a young artist, and I only have been here for like a you know, like working in Australia for like about six years. So I feel like, you know, really surprised and happy that this time I can be one of the finalists was actually was my first album. Like a, it's just such um encouragement for me. I feel like, you know, being accepted and uh, accepted by the industry. And that's really important. Awesome. So how were you involved in the Art Music Awards? I was nominated and uh, um, made it to the finalist on, in the category of uh, work of year for the, I think it was improvisation, no, work of year. <laughs> yeah, there were so many categories. Originally, they were going to do a perform, like an event. So I was actually asked to do a performance as well. But unfortunately, we couldn't do that. And now, um, which I'm just really looking forward to see the result come out. Yeah, I just feel really privileged to actually be included in already and having this, um, having you know, be recognized as an Australian musician. And it feels, it, it made me, because I play a traditional Chinese musical instrument and all my work is about to modernize this instrument and break the barrier, like, you know, break the stereotype of this instrument. So I wanted to be recognized not only as a Chinese instrument, but as a, a musical instrument that are capable of doing different things. Um, so I think Art Awards actually this time gave me, um, you know, really a, a strong recognition on what I've been doing the last couple of years has worked. So that was quite, um, yeah, that's very, very special and it just made me super, super happy. Can you tell us about your piece and improvisation through time and space? Yeah, sure. In this album, I actually, um, it, it is like, you know, just from the title, you know, it's all improvised. And it, the instrument I played called Guzheng, it's a traditional Chinese musical string instrument, has 2,500 years of history. So generally people just say it play in traditional way. Like you would picturing it in the Chinese tea house or in a Kung Fu movie or something like that, or in the Chinese ensemble. But I really, you know, like when I first, I was trained traditionally in China 
and then I went to study music in England and composition. So when when I was there, like I was kind of like introduced to the huge, uh, huge variety and genres of Western music, and suddenly I was I just feel like I want to play this kind of genres and this kind of music on my instrument. And soon I realized that it's so limited because uh, physically my instrument is in pentatonic. So it only has five notes in every octave. And it's almost impossible to be able to play all the music written for 12 notes in one octave, uh, such as piano, you know, almost a Western instrument. So from then I started to work on uh, create my own tuning and uh, do my you know, to modernize that instrument or figure out the cause and necessary, like different tuning system that actually can make me, give me this freedom to play other kind of genres. Um, so improvisation is one genre that actually one's technique um, is not being used in traditional Chinese music. This instrument usually just play a written down scores. And many of the scores has been there for hundreds of years, you know, <laughs> they're really old. Um, so, and the practice is about to keep authenticity, like keep the same. It's linked with Chinese philosophy, ancient philosophy as well, which they encourage the harmony and it, the, the big pictures rather than individuality. So when you're a musician, you've been, um, taught to achieve this kind of a unified beauty rather than, you know, like a, uh, and the perfection, all this kind of thing. So, um, that's why when, um, but I really love improvisation because I feel like it, it gives me so much freedom and space for me to, using all kinds of techno te techniques, for example, traditional ones and modern ones, or the one that I invented by myself. I can all mix it together. So um, when last year, you know, during lockdown, I got approached by a label called Music in Excel, and um, they were saying like, oh, would you be interested to put out some music? And which was completely new for me because in the past I just, you know, like lots uh, more classic musicians or most of the musicians, you just play gigs and you just perform. And it seems like a very confronting to come to this recording and put on the rec put a recording out there forever. That kind of, you know, you just feel like hey, you would never be able to get the perfect version that you approved this so that you want other people to listen. It's a bit like that. So I was, I think for a while, I was a bit of, mm, not quite sure, but then the lockdown actually encouraged me because uh, there was no performance. So I thought that would be the best way to share my music. Then uh, we made this record together and all of the pieces come from improvisation. And I deliberately chose uh, two quite different styles to sit in this whole thing, two to three. And it, for example, there are some pieces that are more uh, using traditional uh, influence, has more in traditional influence from China. For, um, like um, 
like a you know thoughts in the rain, like a it's a piece that actually when I was playing that I could almost see myself in a ancient Chinese garden, you know, like just looking out from the pagoda and the ring and everything. That it's quite visual for me, and that's how my music tells the story. But um, uh, but on the other, you know, like a side, I chose to make something quite provocative, especially for a traditional player or classic musicians, and use some technique that I actually invented by myself, wasn't being taught. Um, so in those pieces, like um, uh, I use, for example, those techniques of, of bowing the instrument. And you play the strings between the tuning frets and the, the wooden board and make it more percussive. Use um, use layered um, effects as well. And so, and also like actually use approach the music in a very Western way, which is more about the general feeling and structure rather than going to stories and and narrative things like Chinese music would do. So yeah, it, all the Chinese traditional pieces, usually they always tell you a story, very detailed story, or they're trying to create image. Um, but a Western piece are not, they build on structures and they, they have a, even that comes close to your emotion, but it's a, not a, you know, specific story. It's more about like having created this, this environment where you can have your own stories in there. So that's like a um, two different approach I put in this record. Um, and uh, I think it was quite bold in a way because I don't think uh, anyone, I, I think it's probably the first Guzheng improvisation album ever in the world and in history. So after I put it out, I was really happy that I did. Yeah. That's amazing. So that's so this is the first improvisation album for this instrument in the entire world. I would say so. You know, I've never seen it. The first, I just don't think people does that. And uh, most of a Guzheng player would be in China and in China, people doesn't do that. And um, the second, I wouldn't, you know, I in in from my knowledge, I don't think anyone ever put out an improvisation Gudrun album ever. So I'm super happy. It's, it's a realization came to me much later, but it's such a good realization. That's so cool. Um, you mentioned that you were doing you you were doing things the instrument that have never been done before as well. Like you were yeah. at, how, how did you, how do you experiment with that? Like, how do you come up with it? Cause you say the instrument has such a rich history. Yeah. Uh, I think I first saw, first of all, uh, I really embraced every kind of music and uh, um, I, every and traditions. So um I, I would say all the, my music grows on the foundation of very um, strong traditional influence. But then later on, 
um, all these techniques and everything, I actually, I would say it's more learned from Western musical instrument. And they, they might be very different instrument, but it always enlightened me and uh, make me feel like, hmm, what if I do that? You know, for example, like a, the Boeing thing. Um, I would say actually a lot of people, when they hear Guzheng first or look at that, they, somehow they always associate it with a harp. So a lot of people would call it a Chinese harp before they know the name. And I mean, like, you know, I do actually look at how people play harp, which is very similar with plaque strings. But then I look at how people like, you know, cello and violin, they get like a, they bold a string as well. So I just start thinking, oh, I wonder what sounds like if I bold a string. And at the beginning, you know, it would be quite unpleasant sound. Maybe you can only play experimental music. But later on, I started thinking about how can I have more control on this Boeing sound and what kind of a special thing I can do um, to make it different, distinct from like a cello or double bass. Um, for example, like he, this, this instrument can create a quite, um, well, one of very characteristic sound is bending string. So you play string and it has this really smooth bending peach sound. So I thought like, well, what if I combine this with Boeing? So actually it gives very different sound. And uh, when you play on low notes, it always, it almost sounds like a play a waterfall, you know, the percussion instrument, which is very exciting. And also look at how people do prepare the piano. It, oh, it, you know, inspired me as well. Like by cover certain strings, play in a different parts. Um, and you get a different, like a, for example, if I cover the string on the frets, but not hundred percent, then it creates a very wooden percussive plucking sound rather than bright sound. Or if I, um, you know, look at other people, how they uh, play percussion instrument, it makes me feel like this, well, then I start thinking about this instrument is so big. It has string part, it has sound box, it has like, you know, small sound box, and it, it all makes different sounds. So I could use that as a percussion instrument as well. So the Western instrument really give me a lot of inspiration on what I can try on this instrument and find the sound that might actually be useful for me and for my music. Yeah. How did you start playing? I actually, when I was started, I was really young and it's very actually it's really funny thing trying to like what our generation um our parents like always trying to give us a hobby you know like you know they always send you to school to play music or dance or do a calligraphy or all sorts of things and when when the you know children are at around a young age like five to seven or something um, so when I was young, I actually first I took to a piano lesson, which didn't work very well at all. I wasn't, I just couldn't settle next to a piano. Um, and then my parents thought, like, oh, maybe music is not her thing. We need to get her out to something else. So they were trying to do all sorts of different things 
And I remember then they put like a, they find it that actually likes painting more than playing music. But all this changed until we had a new neighbor, um, which is also my teacher. And because um, my parents are professors in the university, I live in the university. So this neighbor is actually a, a excellent, like really the best music teacher on Guzhou, on my instrument in, in the entire city. And so every day, just from one wall, because everyone lives in this like apartment, I can hear her practicing, teaching student, and then the music just never really stops. And I just find it that was so beautiful. Like even though I wasn't really into other earlier training on other instruments, but I think I was drawn by the sound first. And then I got really curious. I always trying to peek for, through her window and see what, you know, what she's doing. Um, and then I went to my mom. I said, I really want to learn that. And she was, she was, she was like, mm, I'm not sure. I did send you to piano lessons and you didn't like. And so I had to really promise that this was not just like a small, quick, interesting, you know, thing. It's, it's something I, I've been thinking and I really want to do it. So that's how I started. And my mom took me to her and yeah. And then I just become, I became a student of her and and she really, actually, I think it's a, we developed a, a lot um, be, between us. And I think she was really pu putting a lot of uh, time and on me. And so I could actually, I accomplished a lot of things much faster than others. And I have to say, it's probably related to I have the privilege of living next door to her. So even when she went for a walk, she can hear what I'm practicing and she could knock on the window and say, oh, that part was not right. <laughs> you know, you need to. So it's kind of like privilege, but a higher pressure, but it worked. <laughs> yeah. That's gorgeous. I love that going for a walk and hearing <laughs> knock and be like, actually, this is how you play it. <laughs> yeah, well, for, for a pit, you know, sometimes it gets like quite stressful, but now I look back, I think it definitely helped me a lot because it, She's always there and um, she's really, you know, giving me a lot of attention, no matter in the class or later on, you know, our family became friends. So I feel like she taught me like almost like her daughter rather than just a student. So I think this is a, a very important element on why I became professional musician. Um, yeah. It's just definitely 100% connected with how much she was putting in into me to train me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How lucky you. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> your next door neighbor. Um, yeah. In the press release, it says this is part of a wider uh, movement of Chinese musicians who are redefining the musical tradition globe on a global scale. Can you speak a little bit to that? Yeah, sure. And um, Chinese music, I briefly mentioned it, are usually going for not 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 much change because the maintain tradition is the priority or was I would say because uh, 
I would say even 10 years ago, if I go to China and use a bowl play Guzheng, I would not survive it. You know, like people will be very angry. And I'm sure people are saying, I'm ruining the tradition. And however, I actually think in last decade, there are more people like me um, doing all sorts of things to bring their own uh, personality and uh, the curiosity into the practice. Maybe not all on Guzheng, but on a lot of traditional arts, art form, like even visual arts, like a, a lot of uh, people using traditional painting skills to actually bring into the modern uh, visual art and even combine with technique or using really traditional images in the in, super modern installation. All these things became more popular, but I think on visual level, it, it, was, it started earlier, but uh, on music, as my memory recall, I went for a, a national Guzheng conference probably about 10 years ago. And in the conference, all the subjects they're talking about it or even debate about it, uh, whether they should consider to having Western music theory to impact in, in Guzheng practice was just super conservative. But in last couple of years, I think even in China, people start to doing more modern things. Well, I feel like I started probably very early around, I would say 15 years ago, because when I'm in England, um, I start to already like start thinking about how can I modernize that? How can I make things different? Um, like, you know, back then, put me back in China, I would be such a rebel. <laughs> I had more space because I was in, in England, but I think, you know, I probably wouldn't survive or grow very well if I was in China around that time. But later on, in last five years, when I bring my work back to Shanghai International Festival, actually, I, uh, I'd be invited back to, for different performances and showcases uh, four times in the last five years. <laughs> so I can actually see in other programs, there are some people starting doing more modern things on Guzheng as well, or other traditional musical instruments. So I think this movement has started. And, uh, um, and I think in the future, it will be more and more accepted even in China. And now I think it, it is looking great in China now. Like people do curious about, you know, like and now they're doing a lot. Of, um, uh, they use the electronic music with Goja or they, they start doing more uh, like using Western structure of the, for the composition, all these things. But um, I think that the reason of why it, it wasn't any modern, it wasn't modern for a long time. It's because the Chinese traditional uh, belief in arts, especially in the traditional arts, 
They believe that preserve and conservative is the way to go. So uh, the education would teach you to play the thing exactly accurate as what is being written down. And you always try to do exactly the same as what your teacher would do it. So I think the change is happening and uh, it's a sign of China actually, not only musically or in the art, but um, a lot of people's mind and start to change and start to actually understand um, what's, you know, like a, having new invention doesn't mean you have to abandon the old tradition. And that's really exciting because that really going to open up a lot of opportunities for all sorts of the artists in different art forms. Yeah. Interesting. That's so interesting. Um, yeah. Oh, that sounds like I want to go to that festival and hear, <laughs> and hear people play. Um, and finally, where can the audience find your work and also your social media accounts? Uh, this is, um, since I put this album out, actually I've been uh, doing, during lockdown, I've been putting out some music and um, you can find it in on Spotify and or Apple Music or Bandcamp. And I've been put out music with a, a non-for-profit label, which is, a, I really love their work because they really support all the, artists from multiple backgrounds who lives in Australia now and they call it Music in Excel. So I encourage you to check out their website because you can see my work there and then you can see a lot of different artists from different countries um, there as well. And, and yeah, just, uh, and you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, just search my name, Mindy Mon Wong. And yeah, do that because I actually having a new album coming out and it, the first single just came out and I think it's quite exciting new album. It brings completely different things. Um, the first single was actually a collaboration with Paul Grabowski. So he's an amazing pianist. And so in a new one, you can, different thing is a, a part, like a, the one we were talking about, the improvisation sort of time and space, it's a completely solo. And this upcoming new album is collaborative work with all the amazing artists in Australia. So that'll bring something very new as well. That's awesome. I look forward to hearing it. Thank you so much for being on Arts and In today. And I wish you the best of luck with the Art Music Awards. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. A new episode is released whenever we have an interview, so make sure to subscribe and why not leave us a review as well? You can say hello to us on Instagram at Artsman and Sin.